Check, check. White check. Network production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. We're back. Four more races to go in the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. Unadilla, Bud's Creek, Ironman, and Paula. 450 title is amazing right now. I, I still think Tomac's got it, but dude, five points only up on Chase Sexton, who won the last round at Washugo before we uh, took a two-week break for Loretta's and everything else, so... Lots to talk about when it comes to the Fly Race and Moto 60 show, 702-586-7857. We are going to have Michael Antonovich on from Swap Moto Live, and some guy named Jason Wygant is calling in as well to talk about the Nationals and take your phone calls, 702-586-PULP. We are giving away Fly Racing casual uh, wear package and a pair of FMF goggles. Uh, so thank you for tuning in. Fly Racing, of course, get it at motorsport.com. Get it at your local dealer. The 2023 Fly Racing line will drop tomorrow. Yeah, you'll see it tomorrow. Uh, so stay tuned to my social media and, and everybody else's to see the latest stuff from Fly Racing and what they're most proud of and what they've worked on and everything else for the year. So RJ Hampshire, of course, Fly Racing rider. Uh, Joey Savacci, also Fly Racing guy. Shane McElrath was, and now he's on club. Uh, we'll talk to Weege about that a little bit. Uh, Shane McElrath making his debut for club racing this, uh, Club MX racing this weekend. Uh, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. I simply love the Formula helmet. It's amazing. It's great. It's got everything you need for uh, uh, a helmet. Super safe, quiet, lightweight, all of it. Fly Racing. Check it out, man. The kinetic mesh stuff is, is fantastic as well. Thank you to those guys for coming on board. Thank you to Maxis, Pro Taper, FMF Vision, Plum Creek Funding, and Get. All on board with us. Get, get. Uh, Two-stroke and four-stroke ECUs in stock now. Wireless hour meters as well. Uh, their sister company, Athena, has cylinder kits and pistons. Uh, big bore stuff for you if you're a vet rider and you want to uh, get a bigger bore. Uh, uh, check it out. Athena and get. Uh, Antonio Caroli coming back for um, you, uh, Bud's Creek. And he will have uh, a get uh, uh, RPM dashboard on his on the Red Bull KTM. So, if you want a deal from Get and Athena, email us using the contact form on pulpamex.com. We'll pass it on to Dan down there at Get and get yourself some Get. Uh, World Supercross news as well uh, coming in. Uh, so lots to get into, man, when it comes to uh, uh, the sport right now and uh, taking your calls and holding things down over there. Doing a hell of a work, hell of a job this week on some mountain bike work that I needed. The Tis Legendary Tis, what's up? It wasn't on your schedule, but it was still above and beyond. It was uh, quite a bit, quite a big, big, quite a big job. Started off small, and uh, oh, as whoa. most mechanic thing, mechanicing things go, it oh, uh, just, turned to something bigger. Just, just good work on that. But the price was right. Getting that taser, getting yeah. that taser oh, tuned yeah. up. Yep. Uh, my bad on breaking that derailleur, breaking the hanger, breaking the housing. It happens. My bad. Yep. Uh, so thanks everybody for uh, uh, listening. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little bit of uh, of, of motocross with Jason Wygant coming up here again. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Coming back this weekend as well. Dylan Ferrandis for the Star Racing Team, the defending champion, the number one plate. He will be out there, and uh, interesting to see how he does. Right, it's, it's series is better with him back. I don't think he can run Sexton and Tomac's pace, but. If he did, that'd be pretty amazing to jump in. But, dude, he's a pretty gnarly dude. And obviously being the champion last year, and uh, uh, he's been riding for a little while now. So that's good. And uh, so, yeah, we got another guy to kind of battle up in there. I think he's in the mix with Anderson and Roxon 
and Craig and those guys, but I, I don't know if he can run that top two pace right now. But a series is cooler having him in it. And then also Antonio Caroli coming back for Buds. That's great. You look at Caroli, you look at Ferrandez, a couple of, of heavy hitters coming right back to the series, which is super cool for it. And the 250 side, well, it's Jets world. We're just living in it right now. Uh, to talk about that and more on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show, he's the voice of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross. He's also the voice of something in Nashville this weekend. Jason Wygant, what's up, Weech? Yeah, uh, Red Bull events are popping up. I can't even stop it. It's like whack-a-mole. I just keep trying to get each one, and uh, it turns out we're having a Red Bull Endurocross-style straight rhythm right here on Broadway. If you're anywhere near Nashville, come on out tonight. They've shut the street down. There's a couple of bars, a couple of restaurants also, and some country music if you're into that. A couple of bars in Nashville. A couple. A couple. Yeah. A couple. There's a couple other things to do, but more importantly, motorcycles downtown tonight. Wow, that's cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, uh, it's awesome that, you know, if, 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 if they're offering some money, you're going you're gonna to be there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was just in uh, Tennessee for Loretta's for like nine days, and here I am three days later, came right back. Is it, yeah. uh, is it, uh, is it on Red Bull app? Or is this on? Where is this? How can you watch this? Can people watch this? I'm gonna let's get uh, right to the source. No, I don't think we'll have anything on. Nothing, on nothing live. Nothing live. Oh, okay. All we, right. Yeah, nothing live. Yeah. But yeah. you're not doing There's the live stuff. We're uh, we're just entertaining the masses who are probably here for music and the bars as more than there are motorcycles. That's, but we'll entertain them as best we can. That's great. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's start. Let's talk Unadilla. What are your what are your thoughts on Unadilla? Like, I, I've said this a few times. Um, there's no track on the circuit that has made a bigger comeback than um, uh, Hangtown from my first year on the circuit in 96 to now. Uh, Hangtown used to be a piece of shit, and it's not anymore. It's really, really good. Uh, it, it, that's true. And then so okay. Unadilla, my first time at Unadilla, I was like, wow, this place sucks because I had heard the gra- green grass stories and I saw the videos of the USGPs and everything else, and it was rocky and dusty yeah. and crappy. But they have yep. also come a long way, Unadilla have. Uh, but what do you think of when I say Unadilla? Well, I'm biased because, um, you know, I was helicoptered in from a private jet. I, I, I parachuted from a private jet onto a helicopter to go to donations here in 1987. Uh, this was the localist track to me growing up in New Jersey. And in those days, you know, the 80s, 90s, that was like Unadilla was still undisputably, I feel like, number one. Like, it was so good it didn't even have a national. It had the USGP. Um, it was <clears throat> head and shoulders, I think, in reputation and name above the other tracks. And then it was weird. I was kind of in denial through the 90s because you started hearing riders complain about it. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's not what it once was and it's not very good. And I didn't want to believe it because it looked the same, like the layout. Uh but at one point, I just had to face facts, and you're right. The surface had gone away. It wasn't – if you watch, you know, the 83 GP on YouTube right now, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. It's literally whoops made out of dirt. It's, like, formed up like sand but out of dirt. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, and, it's, and it, it's amazing. Yeah. It was amazing back then. So, yeah, I was biased. I thought it was the best. It took me a while to realize it had fallen from grace. And now uh, I'll give you an example. I worked with Ryan Villapoto a couple weeks ago at Washougal. said it's his favorite track. And I'm like, Unadilla, it's back. It's to the point where some riders actually like it as opposed to, wow. I just need to get through this thing. Remember, so you, come back. Yep. you know Dilla, RC, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, like there was a lot of that back in the that day. That did not help. No. It did not help. No, no. But, but in reality, we have to say, the riders complaining and Carmichael being extremely vocal, you know, it did lead to some improvements. Yep. So I yep. guess. That's the idea. Yeah, that's yeah. It, it's it's like Hangtown. It's come 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 back. It's it's come back a long way. Yep. So, um, hey, Ferrandis is back. Uh, that's cool. Number one plate. I'm stoked he gets to ride with it. Right? Like, I, I mean, look, I, I don't yeah. give a shit about these guys and their personal feelings about their careers too much because, like, whatever. But it has to suck to be Dean Wilson, and you have one practice session with a number one plate. You know what I mean? From your time, Justin Cooper, Colt Nichols. No, no racing photos with number one plates. Uh, just you know things like that. I think about, and it, it's mm-hmm. just nice to see Dylan Ferrandez coming back and get to have a number one plate. That's all. That is a good point. I think it means a lot to the team too. And you don't want to take that for granted because they're like, ah, whatever. They got Tomac. They already won the Supercross title. But yeah, you never want to take any of these things for granted. So yes, you're right. Um, and I hope that you know that's satisfactory enough. But we know how star racing works. They do everything they can to win. 
And I, I'm 100% convinced that they're not just getting him back out there for get that number one plate in the track. They hope that within these next eight motos, he gets up to speed enough mm-hmm. to help steal some points from Sexton. But do you I have th- no doubt that do, is the goal. Yeah, but do you think he can't? Do you, I don't see it. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't. The, the way those guys are going now, and we might be totally wrong. I mean, look, I, if we had had this Moto 60 show back in 03, we would have left high point saying, if James Stewart comes back, you cannot ride faster than Brownie and Rhino are going right now. You can't. It's not possible. Mm, and I don't know about we, that. Oh, that was definitely being said back then. Come on. Against James Stewart? No. I mean, against one of the you know the greatest riders of all time? Yeah, uh, you've only raced one year yet. We were like, okay, well. Uh, maybe. Well, yeah, true. Yeah. Okay, maybe. James yeah. was early. Sure. Okay. but I don't think people were expecting him to, the very first race he showed up to, go last the first and be like, okay, you can go faster. Anyway, I feel like when this Ferrandez comeback was being, I think I first talked to the guys about it at Southwick, I think is when he first started riding. Um, I think back then maybe it was realistic. But we've really seen in the last six motos since Southwick, it really form up, right? Like they are mm-hmm. moving away from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Even Anderson, who's riding well, can't stay within 30 seconds by the end of the moto. Yeah, I'm kind of changing my tune now. They've just elevated themselves. Yeah. Brandis is a beast, but that's a lot to ask. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I do think he can run Anderson, Roxon, all of that pace, right? I don't see why not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't want to forget that most of these guys were in this series last year, and he beat them. Sexton was there. Tomac was there. Roxon was there. He beat them straight up almost every weekend. So I don't want to sleep on that for sure. I was texting with um, someone close to uh, Ken Roxon yesterday or the day before. And, uh, yeah, he's got a digestive problem. Um, he's got an issue that he's not able – yeah, he's got an issue of not being able to – processed food correctly and uh it's causing lot causing him a lack of energy and everything else so i'm not sure we're gonna get to see like we kind of saw uh, a fading ken roxon at washugal and we thought well two weeks off right like yeah, maybe we'll get it see it back i don't know weech well it was our guy jt we had a call this uh wednesday for tv he's now on those calls because he's part of tv and uh he's the one that pointed out i've forgotten that roxon i mean dominated this track last year dominated, dominated. yeah yep. and uh you know looking at the weather forecast as jt does it's going to be relatively mild so those things are pointing toward it and here's the thing with roxon any year no matter what's going on right he's always one week away from then just winning again no yes yeah yeah but you're right um yeah i didn't know about the digestive problem but that's uh, we might be seeing more of the mm-hmm. the bad than the, than the good but with roxon it's kind of what he's good for now a couple races a year when you least expect it you're like, oh, there he is winning again. Yeah, no, that's that. Kind of, I, I was doing this because I remembered the race last year and I was sort of checking in. Um, so that's why I did yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like, hey, like two weeks off, how are we feeling? You crushed yeah. it, right? So, um, I mean, sorry. I feel bad Roxon because it. Yeah. We, yeah, he did. And I feel like coming into this national series, right? His deal was up. And I think he fully came in at least thinking or hoping um, that he was going to kind of reclaim some ground after Supercross went so bad. But. In the end, first couple rounds were good, but I don't think it looks any better uh, than it did going in. His, his stock would be, his potential, whatever you want to call it, is exactly where it was going into the Nationals when we're like, ah, I don't know. And we're back to I don't know stage. What, uh, how do you feel about his contract not being done yet? I don't think it's a – I would just think that if it was a very easy return to Honda deal that we would be kind of hearing that right now, and mm-hmm. it continues to not be heard. So that's going to be interesting. Although what I don't understand is, I don't. Do you think there's any chance Jet Lawrence races 450 Supercross next year? I think there's a chance. Sure. I don't think it's okay. A, I don't think it's a big chance, but yeah. Okay, it's the less likely scenario. Yeah, yeah. That's the part that is odd. Um, what What is the? We can easily see a World War Jet and well, you know, there are 450 guys next summer. But what about Supercross? There's. You know, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> well, who, who, who could fill that role? Uh, you can't. There was a rider who was yes. very fast, uh, represented the brand well. Very, um, very fast. Uh, a fan favorite. Uh, he wears yes. number ten. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. he he could jump in there. He did this for Sexton. He, he did. Brayton is the one-year Supercross bridge 
before Sexton was moving but on. You can't, so let's just do it again. You can't have a farewell tour, get a parade lap, tear up, have the opening ceremonies video, and then come back. You can't do it. No, I think you can. I think it'd be fine. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. I think right. you can. I think it'd be fine. Uh, I, I don't, that's where I'm yeah. at with Roxon. I feel like this is – it should be very easy to return to Honda, and the fact that it has not happened yeah. yet is making me wonder what the heck is going on. And what also is tangled up in this – he made this announcement he's racing World Supercross, and we still, I mean, that was Southwick weekend. No, it was the weekend before. We're going on like two months over, like, he's going to race it, team will be announced soon, not announced. So yeah. I feel like something something uh, is not going mm-hmm. as smoothly as it was originally expected. I had a feeling when that World Supercross announcement came out, we were within a week or days of, this is what he's doing next year, this is who he's riding for in World Supercross. Two months later, uh, nope. Well, listen, his agent drives a hard bargain. Anybody who's dealt with Steve Astafan on the team side of things will yep. tell you he drives a hard bargain and um, that, you know, I imagine it's it's, uh, it's a money thing. And so I can't see where Kenny could go other than Honda. I just don't know. I heard stuff about starting his own team. Don't give me that. He's not doing that. I, I just don't. That's the only you know. option I can think of. But I just feel like, okay, yes, Chad Reed did it and a lot of guys do it. I just, I don't feel like Ken's in that stage of life where he wants to put in that kind of, there's no doubt it's going to be more work, more effort to do yeah, it. Yeah. Does no. Chad Reed have that in him as an FU to the industry? Chad Reed is fueled by that. Of course, 2-2 Motorsports works. I just don't see Ken Roxon having that kind of interest in making his life harder yeah. by building his own team. Unless, uh, unless it's literally the only pathway to make good money, and then I guess you got to do what you got to do. 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. we got Jason Wigan on the line uh, from Racer X Online and uh, down there in Nashville. Let's take some phone calls. First up, it's Dave. Dave, what's going on, man? What's your question? Yeah, I just thought it was kind of odd that JP was writing you and calling you a liberal because you're saying that before this big TV package, they used to have $5 million say so to work with. And they, you're like, they should break it up. I agree, because all the time sponsors would come in from teams and stuff like the CBD. They would always want a piece of the pie. So I think you're 100% correct in your thinking there. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that, you know, I mean, obviously, look, it's it's over, right? The time has passed. But, yeah, I mean, I think if you're some of these teams and you're hearing that Feld and MX Sports is getting $10 million from TV money, to put that into the purse, you're questioning a little bit, like, where's the rest of it, right? So, Yeah, I, I just thought it was ridiculous that he didn't even see that view at all. We were just talking about that, like, a year ago. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't get it, but uh, it's another argument for JT and I, Dave, just another one that we've, that we've had. Well, hold on. I've heard this interpreted this way. The team said, we're glad you're having this other thing, this Super Motocross World Championship, but we are not paying. It's a third set of bonuses. We're not paying a third championship bonus. Mm -hmm. So I believe the promoter said, no problem. We will pay the bonus for you. We will give the person a million-dollar bonus so you won't have to. So they kind of are. No, my whole point, Weed, yeah, Dave Dave, uh, was saying about talking about on the show on Monday. My point on Monday was, okay, so they're getting $10 million. Well, they're getting more than that because of production costs, right? But they have $10 million to put into the racing series, which is awesome. No one's complaining. But if I'm a team, I'm saying, okay, Feld, what were you getting from, you know, Peacock in the years previous? I tried to track that number down. I never could. But was it $4 million, let's say? You know, like whatever number you want to put on it because, you know, 17 versus versus 12. So there's whatever number. Let's cut that ten million in half and say that Feld was getting four to five million dollars a year from Peacock to put Supercross on. We know they were getting paid. We know that they were past the point where they paid to have BLT. They weren't buying time. Yeah, yeah. They weren't buying time. And so yeah. my point was always like, hey guys, how long have you been crushing it with four to five million dollars a year in TV revenue and not bumping the purse up and not doing anything? Now everyone's for profit, including Pulp MX, right? But <laughs> I, I just feel like like it's it's in the past now, but. You know, again, like, hey guys, that's pretty good money. You know, can we can we share in some of that? Just like any sports team or any sports league, I understand there's no bargaining agreement. I understand that, but as a point on Monday, I was just saying, WTF? If I'm a team, I mean, we're all moving on from that, but that's where I'm at. I don't think the teams care about the money. It would be the riders. I think is the word you got to use. Riders, teams, whatever. I mean, well, Mike yeah, Genova, Mike I, Genova, 
these type okay, of guys. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't think Howie. If if I, I really don't think Kawasaki cares if Feld gives them a million dollar check. I, I mean, they, yeah. would they say no? No, but I don't think that's their number one priority. They have a budget and they are paid to use it. Oddly, yeah, yep, yep. Um, I'm not sure. Here's the most important thing in the previous TV deal: if television production plus whatever million dollars it is, that's true profit. If it's here's a check and you have to pay for all the production, that $4 million or whatever it is, that ends up being negative by the end of the year. So that's the whole key. I don't know who paid for the production before. Yeah, right. Uh, thanks, Dave. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, all right, let's keep going for questions. I also want to say. Okay, go ahead. They, that, is a, that is incorrect. They didn't not allow a CBD sponsorship because they wanted a piece of the sponsorship. It was because there was this brief, like, nine-month period where TV networks were like, we don't know if we can allow oh, I didn't say these that. things to be advertised. But the caller did. Oh, did he? Oh, I missed that part. Yeah. Oh. He said, you know, they wouldn't allow CBD until I got a piece of the pie. Oh. That's not. That is yeah, not. Yeah, true. Why? Yep. Uh, Clay, you got a great question for Jason Wygant on two. Clay. <laughs> yeah, I was just wondering how much Weege spent out of his pocket to spend a week at Loretta Lynn's. We are good, Clay. I got a company card that helped out a lot with the Arby's, late-night Arby's runs. And um, around the ranch, when you're on on hand, you can you can find breakfast and lunch. So, okay, so zero dollars. Like zero, like zero. So what uh, there are some a guy wants where I... to go down and just spectate that uh, whole uh, Loretta Lynn. Uh-huh. What, is there any campgrounds nearby? Would you have to camp on site? What would it be like? I haven't heard of anyone camping nearby. Um, I heard everybody camping there, which is extremely expensive. And by the way, it's so far away now. Like the, when I was first going there, they had three camping areas. Now they have five, and it's ridiculous. We make the joke because it's the same exact amount of racers. So that just means they've increased the size of their rigs forty um, percent in twenty years. Same fourteen hundred riders every year, no matter what. Uh, but almost double the amount of space that it was twenty. Yeah, years right. Because entries are, yeah. are capped, right? Exactly. Uh, Clay, yeah, that's so, a great. Um, Clay, that's a yeah. great question. Uh, Do you want a, a, an FMF or a, sorry, Fly Racing shirt and hat? You bet. That's that. That's a fantastic question. And honestly, I expected we just say twenty bucks, but nothing. <laughs> well, nothing. I forgot. I forgot. Oh, oh, Team oh. Fried, oh. Team Fried pulls up in a golf cart, and I'm like, "What are you into?" And he's like, "I'm gonna go get. Uh, you want some pizza?" And I'm like, "Okay." So I think we're going up to his cabin, and maybe they have pizza. Mm-hmm. But no, we went to the country store on the ranch, and they were cash only, and it was three ninety five for a terrible gas station style. Supplies. So I'm wrong. Three ninety five was spent. Oh, Clay, there you go. Cash only. Three ninety five. They got him. So uh, well, thanks. For, thanks. You guys uh, are awesome. Uh, Love listening to you. Stay on hold. Thank you. Appreciate it. Three ninety five. The man spent at the ranch for a week. Steve, you know the pizza place down the street from Unadilla, Taste of New York. Yeah. Heard of this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Hilton from Parts Unlimited had him in for years slinging pizza at Loretta's. So yeah. I always had the hookup, and now they're gone. It hurts. Uh, all right. Let's uh, a few more questions. Uh, Jeremy's on Fiverr, but World Super or SMX. Jeremy, what's up, man? Hey, Steve. How's it going, man? Good. Thanks week? for calling. All right. So I know you're always, you know, a voice and, and lobbying for the for the privateer side of riders. So with the with the Super Motocross Series or the playoffs, I guess, if you will, is this going to be something where, you know, the, the rich is going to get richer, or do you see the privateer life being able to benefit from this at all? I don't. I think it's going to be mostly factory guys, and you'll have to qualify for it, and very few privateers will. That's how I see it, Weege, but they, they don't have any much information. Yeah, but the purse is going up every week. The purse, the, the weekly purses are going to be up, like, I don't know, thirty grand or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's so, all good, but... Well, when you talk to guys like, hey, what do they live on? The purse. So the regular 17 rounds, the purse is going to be significantly bigger than it was. So how could we say that they're not benefiting? No, he's, he's talking about this, the playoff, the SMX thing, the three races. It is true, but the privateers are going to make more money next year because the purse is bigger at every race. Okay, all right. Outdoors and in. There you go, yeah. Jeremy. He's, he's, he's already, yeah, okay, Jeremy, well. he's, already uh, uh, yeah. you know, he's already bought and paid for, this gentleman on the line. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. The ten million is not just that. Ten million is not just for that no. final. It's spread out over the entire thirty-one uh, races. I don't see many privateers yep. getting into this SMX playoff thing. I think that's the idea behind it. That's just me, Jeremy. We'll wait and see. My race tech rant, Weege, on Monday was, "Look, uh, uh, it's cool. SMX is cool. More money's cool." I I talked to Kerry Coombs. I talked to Dave Prater. Mm-hmm. Outside of a October fifteenth Coliseum, they have no other answers, and I. I 
I my rant was if you're going to release this information, cool. Can we get something other than a date of one race? <laughs> like mean, literally, that's that's, that's literally. Scary, yeah. I, I, you don't you don't need to open your books to me and tell me everything. Yeah. But can we get something than a date at an LA Coliseum? And so yeah, I don't know. I, it, uh, We'll have to wait I can see. tell you one of the venues that they are hoping to get that they've been looking at. You'll be like, "What earth are we living on that they are going to allow them to do this here?" I can tell you that. Yeah, right. If uh, it happens, it's like they're going to allow a dirt bike at this place. What? Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Jeremy. Thanks for the call, man. All right, guys. Later. Appreciate. It. Thank you, uh, Weege. What's your take on Shane McElrath, the Club of Mex for the last four? That kind of uh, came out of nowhere a little bit. I guess our buddy Phil. Obviously, need another surgery. He's out, but uh, I guess that's what they're thinking. Phil will not confirm or deny, but isn't he the fill-in for Phil? Right? Yeah, I would he's think. the fill-in for Phil. Yeah. Phil will not, Phil will not take that. Um, I think he's just too depressed. He doesn't want to give any clarification on anything. <laughs> uh, maybe he doesn't want to admit that he's being filled in for and he's not racing. But, yeah, um, for Shane, how many teams – I feel bad for Shane. This is two years ago that he was battling Chase friggin' Sexton, right? At, yeah, at Salt Lake City, down to the wire. And, yeah. and here we are. I mean, he's riding for a different team. He's not riding for the club team for the World Supercross, right? He's on, or he's going to be on a different team? Yeah, he's on Rick Ware from so, what we know, yeah. Right, right, right. So four teams in one year, this guy's had to scramble and scramble and scramble. Tough life. Yeah, yep. Do yeah. you see him uh, improving or getting worse or anything? I see him kind of around the same spots. Uh, man, I have to say, I, I don't think the results were probably what he wanted. I, I, I was surprised he didn't do better. And I can't imagine, I mean, club is on the rise, but that he's going to improve unless just, he's just getting his racing legs under him and every week helps. But, yeah, um, yeah. I was surprised to not see him up front a little more. Yeah. Cause he's eight. a good starter and yep. his seventh at Lakewood in a moto was about the high point. And other than that, Shitting on Shane. We, we, yeah, yeah, here we go. Yeah, it, it, one of those. Yeah, at Lakewood, I'm like, oh, here we go. He's going to be top five around battling. It really wasn't yeah. after that. Yep. Um, Jason Wygant on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Do we, do we think uh, Hayden Deegan going pro at uh, Ironman? Is that the what we hear? Well, what we know. <laughs> Hilariously, a press release came out today. Um, talking about the amateur day racing at Unadilla and Bud. I don't normally see I don't either. press releases on yeah. the amateur days. Is yeah. that normal? No, no, I do not see that, no. <laughs> and there were even a bunch of paragraphs in it about like, and here's how you earn your pro license at these races. Um, so I have a feeling that they're just putting it out there for everyone to be like, this is, this is transparent. We told everybody the rules. We told everybody how it works. Um, I have a feeling that's what is being set up here. Race these two weekends, score as many points as you can, and you'll be good for for Ironman. Now, I believe he, if not, then Pella. Yeah, yeah. and it's not a – this isn't going to be a 43-point thing for him, right? He's turning pro? No, he's done. He's done as an amateur. He's yeah, not yeah, going to race Supercross, yeah. but – oh, yeah, yeah. I think they would race right now if they could. Yeah. Um, no, but I think at the same time, AMA and MX Sports are like, there's not supposed to be a direct pathway from B-class to pro – so they have to have something in between. And even if it's only two weekends, yeah, um, you, you got to do something. And you can't just – I know what people want. They just want to be like, the kid's in the B class. It's obvious he's fast. Just move him up. You can't make a rule in the rule book that says you're obviously fast. You have to have some sort of result well, to, to back the move. So there you go. This is Twitter, so it's not totally reliable. But someone told me Thrasher yeah. did this exact same thing. Thrasher raced two weekends somewhere in America and then turned pro. Yeah, I was actually going over that with uh, – uh, we were discussing that actually at Loretta's because that was during the trade. Remember the trade with him and Barsha? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. He, he was going to race, and then he got pulled, and then he moved like three weeks later. He was back, but then racing for another team. Yeah. So there was something like that. Yeah. I can't even remember. Uh, all right. Let's, um, so anyway, go yeah. to uh, if you're going to Unadilla or Bud, check out Amateur Day because Hayden Deegan will likely be racing. Right, right. All right, let's get a few more questions here. Todd, uh, what's up? What's your question, man, for Jason Wygant? Oh, that's for you, Steve. Actually, oh, both okay. years. The the uh, history of Unadella is there a race that stands out more than others? I would like to. Uh, yes, Todd. Todd, my first year there, '96, working for Sean Kalos, and he wasn't on point. At, he wasn't on his top form that year, but qualified pretty well. And we got 11th or 12th gate pick going to the gates because he got one first or second in his heat in his qualifying heat. 
And he go. This was when Unadilla had the dip in it down the start. Remember the dip? Uh, they yeah. le- they've leveled it out since then. And he uh, he he takes me to the far left side of the gate, far far against the fence. Fans are right there. There's like a piece of plywood just sitting there, and and he's like, "Yep," because the the dip wasn't as pronounced out there. And dude, he comes out like top ten. I, I couldn't nice. believe it. I couldn't believe it's starting. So that's my own personal <laughs> Unadilla memory. I know it's not great, but uh, Sean Kalos, uh-huh. everybody knew he knew where to go. So isn't isn't that the uh, that famous picture of Hannah over whether the gravity? That's cavity, gravity cavity. Yeah, yeah. Is is that the Unadilla? Is that yeah, right? that's Unadilla. Yep. Yep. Oh, nice. Yep. Nice. Uh, hey, real, real. Weege, what about you? What Unadilla memory do you have besides being choppered in? Yeah, that was 87. Uh, 85 and 86 were, uh, uh, it was a two-part soap opera between Hannah and O'Mara, where Hannah and O'Mara have an unbelievable first moto battle in 85, and then Hannah's clutch lever breaks in moto two, and everybody's like, poor Hannah's cursed. He never wins at Unadilla, even though he's unbelievably fast. And then by the time he gets there in 86, he's on a Suzuki, and everybody's like, it's done, it's over, he'll never win. And O'Mara runs out of gas on his Honda, and the only time Hannah was ever the second best guy at Unadilla is the guy the year he ends up winning. And then famously, he, uh, O'Mara autographed the gas tank and gave it to Hannah on the podium, and there are photos of Hannah holding O'Mara's gas tank on the podium. Uh, Ran out of gas. Cool. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. 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 We right. need to re-raceables that one, Steve. Yeah, we, we should. Yeah, Jim Felt. Maybe we can get Call Jim Felt Osho. to do it. Yeah, we can get Osho or Jim Felt or somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really? All right, Real quick e-bike question for you, Steve. I yeah. know you're busy. Um, hey, the Taser MX. Yeah. Uh, you're in one. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, yeah, I've got one. Um, I like the regular mm-hmm. Taser better than the Taser MX just because of frame size. The MX is only okay. available in a um, two frame sizes, right? Large, extra large, or small, medium. So the okay. l- I ride a large frame. The MX is a, is, is a compromise between a large and an extra large, so it's a bigger frame. Um, okay. So it's a little bigger bike. So I like the regular large frame Taser better. I like the Magura brakes and I like the Olin's forks. Uh, but I'd like the the frames a little too big for me to be honest. Like on the tight stuff. So the dual, the, so the dual crown setup and the right hand front brake kind of moto style is that uh, the uh, the right hand front brake is whatever for me. Like it doesn't bother me because my other bikes are regular. Uh, hmm. But I do like the yep. the feel of the Maguras and the Olin stuff is good. I, and I like a coil nice. shock. Sorry, I like a coil shock. Yeah, I, I was really impressed with okay. that. I, I like the coil shock so much on the MX that I put coil shock on the regular Taser. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. All right, man. All right, dude. That, that's all I got for you. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Cody's on three. Cody, you got an SMX question. Super motocross. Yeah, so I was reading something on there about two. They're talking about 250 and 450. Are they combining top 22 out of both classes for one main class, or well, are they paying this 10 million between both classes? Well, again, Cody, we have no we have no information. We have no we know nothing. Uh, but even that, wow, nothing. Even but no, that. but we wow, said as we said earlier this show, 10 million is 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 um, for the three races and for the rest of the Supercross series. So the pur- purses are going to be bigger. And outdoors. Oh, and outdoors, okay. sorry, yes. So, so yeah. that so money is the total from Anaheim one all the way to the end, all purses. Yeah, all that right. money is for sorry. everything. Yep. But, Weege, I believe there will be two separate classes, right? I'm pretty sure, and I'm thinking about this, um, you have to be top 20. So when you get to a Jet Lawrence-type situation where you are racing probably 250 Supercross, 450 Motocross, how is that going to work points-wise? They're not going to set That's a back question. Yeah, yeah who, who knows? It's a good one. Yeah, gonna, and then, okay, Deegan and Ryder D, they're going to race 250 outdoors only next year. Do they throw them in a Supercross, hoping to get enough points to get into this? No, like, there are no, questions no. that no one is ever worried about. What before. they nope. do is they're going to make sure everybody gets a trophy, so all the big names will be there. Oh, here we go. They'll okay. be like, if you win a race, you get in. <laughs> if you do this, you get it. Like, they're, they're going to try to include all the factory riders in both classes somehow. That's what they will try so, to do. Guys, like, like, Deegan and Ryder D that may only race super or motocross. Say they are mm-hmm. you know, top eight in points, and they technically qualified by points to get in, even though they didn't race supercross. They're still going to let them yeah. race three super motocross rounds. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> he's just declaring it right now. No, but they're they're, they're, right. they're going to get the big names in there. They're going to let the big names. They're going to ma- look. They give points out for two fifty supercrosses. They give points, full points. <laughs> they're going to try to get all these idiots in. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be ex- super exclusive. The only guys getting screwed here are Henry Miller and these type of dudes. They're going to get screwed. Sorry, you're not welcome. But 
they will try to get all the stars in. Points though. What? Even even if they make even what if they you know do great in motocross, they're a motocross guy like like Norris. He you know he makes his top fifteen points in motocross. Doesn't have great supercross results, but he's in with their qualifications. You may say. Yeah. They're not going to let him in because he's not a factory guy. No, they will. If you if you make it via their point system, they'll let you in. Don't get me wrong, but it's going. To, they're going to try to get the stars in there. Ryder D and Hayden Deegan, and, and they're going to do something where, like like like, if Roxon gets hurt at round four and doesn't make enough points to qualify for SMX, there'll be a rule in there that if you're a past winner or whatever, you get in. Like they want Ken Roxon there. They'll do. They'll make it so that Ken Roxon can line up at these three races, you know? So yeah. that's my opinion. Now, obviously, I don't know, but I, I think that's how they're going to work it. They want all the teams to be happy, right? So, Please throw the word yes to your opinion in there. You're making it sound like you've actually been told this. No, I've been told nothing. This is just my. Okay. This is just something that I've been thinking about on mountain bike rides, Cody. All right, fair enough. It's not going to be super exclusive, Weege. That's my point. It ain't going to be something where it's super tough to make it if you're a top factory rider. The only bummer for me on that is the thrill of the chase of like, wait, okay, Ferrandis is coming back to the – okay, theoretically, Ferrandis is coming back to the last four. If he can score 89 points in these four, he'll get back into the top 22 and earn his way back in. You lose the thrill of that chase if you don't really have to. So yeah. I'm hoping you're wrong. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Cody. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Thank guys. you. Yeah. I just – yeah, that's how I see it. They, they, they're going to want everybody there. They want all the stars right. there. You know, and, like here's a question right now. Mookie and Ferrandis. Where would somebody's probably somebody could probably do the math right now? Where would they stand in four fifty points combined for the season right now? Are they in or are they out? Are they in the top twenty two? They, would they need these four races to come back from injury? Which would be cool because usually guys don't come back. Here's some incentive to do it. Right. We'll see. Yeah. We'll or see. you're saying it don't matter. They're getting Mookie in one way or another. Yeah. 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 I think they'll do something <laughs> like if you're related to one of the greatest of all times, you get it. Okay. There'll be something. Okay. Something in there. All right. Uh, Mookie's right. back this weekend too. His first national in seven years, I think. Twenty fourteen, I believe. That's eight. Eight years. He hasn't raised the national for sweet Jesus. I know. Yeah, it's weird the amount of guys coming back. Um, Dino, Ferrandis, Mookie, uh, Ramit, McAdoo is back yep. in the two fifties. Yep. You don't normally. I don't know what's different this year. You don't normally see this. No. Yeah. You you don't see a guy that hasn't raced a national for eight years come back for the last yeah. four. Yeah, definitely not. No, it's almost like the teams have decided for once, like, hey, we actually pay you. So yeah. since you're healthy, this whole – one of the greatest conversations I've ever had, I've told you the story a million times, when RV was hurt in 2012, and then there's just YouTube videos of him just absolutely shredding, like starting August 1st. And then like three weeks later, our NBC guys are still sitting there. Like, he's like, why is he not racing? And I'm like, he has nothing to gain. He's like, nothing to gain. He's like, doesn't Kawasaki pay millions of dollars to race? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, why isn't he racing? And I'm like, because they just don't. Yeah. it's And it's, he could not make no. any sense of that at all. No, no, no. Hey, <laughs> he's uh, like, when the quarterback gets hurt, even if the team is having a terrible year, he does play. Hey, uh, I'm like, good point. Geico, good point. I know you're giving us all this money, Geico, to sponsor a Supercross team, but our star rider may be healthy and able to win races, but he's going to just stay home. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Awesome. Here's a check. Like, I just fucking never get that. I never will. You know? I just, yeah. No. Yeah. It's, they, they're, they, they don't want to bother the riders too much and make them actually race. <laughs> that, that would be terrible. Well, good yeah. luck, Weege, with your um, Nashville Red Bull um, Enduro thing you got going on. Come on down. If anyone's been a couple hours, 7, 7 p.m. Central, we'll be starting it up. Uh, who's your partner for? Who's the analyst? Kevin Kelly. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Okay. Straight rhythm team. Some reunited. of the Red Bull guys weren't aware. They were like, uh, do we need to give these guys talking points? And our buddy uh, Eric Bernard is like, they'll be just fine. Yeah. <laughs> no talking we don't po- need to give them talking points. No they'll, talking points. They'll handle it. it. Uh, no. th- thanks for the no. time today, Ouija, and uh, good luck at Unadilla as well. So. Are you going? Are no, you going? I'm not going. <sighs> okay. You're just like the rest of these riders. Yeah. Just like the rest. I'm healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm healthy. I'm yep. ready to go. But you're I'm healthy <laughs> and you're getting paid, but you're not coming to the race. Okay. Yeah, I'm staying home. Yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm pointing out. I don't want to point out. Okay. All right. All right. See you, man. See ya. Uh, that's Jason Wygan, everybody. Michael Antonovich coming up next. Thank you to Plum Creek Funding. Z-A-C-H at PlumCreekFunding.com. Zach at PlumCreekFunding.com. If you're looking to purchase a home in 2022, first-time buyer or investor, Plum Creek Funding has programs to suit your needs. You already own a home looking to pull cash out or simply lower your rate. 
Contact a professional over 25 years of experience. Uh, Zach Morris, they can do uh, lending and loans in 12 different states now. So PlumCreekFunding.com. Thank you to those guys for coming on board. Thank you to FMF as well. FMF Vision, uh, supporting privateers with their privateer power program that get, pays privateers cash. FMF Vision is a unique optics brand created in partnership with the brilliant minds who brought you 100%. Full range of goggles to meet every rider's needs, including film systems, sand goggles, over-the-glasses, youth models, and more. Upgrade your goggle also and all with the power of FMF Vision at FMF Vision to see the latest. Thank you to those guys. Get Maxis all on board with us. Uh, Pro Taper, of course, Fly Racing, flyracing.com uh, for more information on that. Thanks to Maxis. Great mountain bike tires. Great uh, light truck tires, trailer tires, MXSTs used by Cade, used by Cade, used by A-Ray, and the uh, the Maxxis SGB Honda team as well, Maxxis.com for more information on that. Lots still to talk about here on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. To help me with that, from Swap Moto Live, it's Michael Antonovich. What's up, Anton? What's going on? How was Loretta's? How was your, you didn't, you weren't there the whole poll, right? The whole week you were not uh, there? Wednesday to Saturday. Wednesday to Saturday. Okay. How was it? So decent. Oh, it's fun. It's fun. I like Loretta's. God, it was hot though. Was it? Yeah. yeah the weather had been hot. nice the last few years, right? But this year, not so much. Uh, no, I mean, it's still been pretty hot. Like, I mean, there's still, there's still days where you're like, you come running off the track and you're finding either the ice cream cone stand or like the Italian ice. And you're just like, please just get me something cold because yeah. it's, so hot out there. So I really, dude, respect to those kids that do that. What's your? It's a heavy one. It is. It's tough. What's your take on the uh, claim for Brian Deegan's bike and then it getting dropped and everything else? Uh, I have no problem with the rule. I think it's cool. And uh, obviously, look, probably somebody, Brian, Yamaha, somebody offered the kid, you know, something incentive to drop the claim. I would guess. Yeah, I saw where you tweeted that they've reached out to you, so that's cool. That's yeah, cool to hear yeah. from yeah. that kid. Um, it was funny because going into the weekend, I had even been thinking, you know, when was the last time anybody claimed anything? I wonder if it's going to get weird down here this week because it kind of seems like now would be the time mm-hmm. that it would happen. You know, everything has been building, building, building all the way across. I figured some super mini kid, A class, whatever. Uh, yeah, I'd love to know everything that went on with that. And I know we never really will know exactly because, you know, three sides of every story. But uh, to have Davey tell me what he had heard. The next day, I was like, oh, wow, this is this is crazy. And then I talked to the star guys as the week went on, and they're like, yeah, we'll be able to tell you more like next week about what happened with the bike. So I'm kind of eager to get there tomorrow and find out from them what exactly happened. Yeah. Because there's just so much with the star deal now. You know, even as the week was going on, I was beginning to wonder, now that they've, you know, bumped Romano and LeBlanc up, how much longer will they keep an amateur team around? How much will they keep doing? So... It's it's an interesting time right now for sure down there. And uh, we just talking about Hayden going pro for Ironman. Is that everything you heard mm-hmm. as well? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That was uh, that was the big thing during Hayden's last moto. That was just the huge talking point. And then after it was over, I talked to Brian, and he's like, "Well, we have to figure it out this week what he's going to be able to do. Like, yeah. We should know sooner." And then yeah, like two we just point. You know, they put out that that press release today that explains where those two races are, and that's huge. Um, yeah. And if you really look at the 250 entry list for this weekend, other than Ryder D, there's not a lot of kids that are making the big jump. You know, Braswell's not there on the list that I saw. Uh, Hawkins isn't there. Chance is setting it out because of how the week went. So, you know, um, it seems like more and more teams are going to make use of these super amateur events, the Combines, the Supercross Futures, next year's amateur program all the way through Loretta's. Now that they have a bargaining chip to go to with MX Sports and Feld, they have to they have to use the stuff that they've asked for for so long in these amateur races. So now they're going to do it. Yeah, it should be uh, should be interesting to see how it affects uh, things going forward. Uh, okay, so MXDN team is not going to be named this weekend at Unadilla, most likely Buds or further, maybe even after that. Parabinos was in on Monday night. He's got a role with Team USA. Now look. Cooper was on the show and he talked about being disrespected, you know, uh, for not being talked about for Team USA as a former member of it. I, all that. He wins a moto at Washougal. That's awesome. He looks like he, you know, hopefully he can keep that up. Count me a bit skeptical he can. I don't see where we got to wait for Justin Cooper and see how he does. Like, we've had a bunch of motos. We've had 16 motos. Like, Christian Craig's a, a great choice. I don't know. Um, all of a sudden, we're waiting on Justin Cooper, Anton. Yeah, um, it, that was even like kind of the talk last week too. I talked to Mike Pelletier, and he 
was saying that they're going to make the decision and announce it at buds. You know, it'll probably get made after Unadilla, before buds. But they have to make it pretty soon to get their entries in. Um, Justin told me that him and Christian had been doing a lot of 250 motos together through this last little bit, so Christian's still putting a lot of effort into it. But Justin wants it, too. He was, as he said on your show, as he's told me, you know, in interviews and personally, he really wants to be in consideration for this. So, yeah, it is surprising that they are going to push it back another week, considering Unadilla has always been the home of making this announcement. But now that we have time where we can use it to our advantage this year, why not? You know, uh, I'm sure yeah. that there's been a lot of other things going on in the background. Christian getting ready to change, jumping to a new training program, moving, getting on a new bike, trying to figure that thing out. Yeah, but you know, he wants I'm to sure do there this. There are a he, lot of – he really wants He does. He really, yeah. really wants it. Yeah, so that, that's where, where I'm like – you're not going to burden Christian Craig with with all of this other stuff because he's he's dying to, to get picked, you know. So yeah. Uh, so then I wonder if it does become a thing on the team. Then like, who's the team want to support? Who does this want to support? How does this go about? Um, I think it'd be cool for either guy, Christian, to cap off this great year, Justin, because he's been there before and he is getting back up there mm-hmm. and he knows all the stuff. He's not the big question mark the first time experience, all that, that would have to go through there. Right, so right. There's perks. There's pros and cons to both for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's get to some phone calls here. First up, it is uh, Andrew. Andrew, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. What's your question? I am curious. I don't really recall any or too many races after the breaks. My memories aren't good enough, but we know Chase being a good sprinter and a good starter to a season, these guys having three weeks off, two weekends, um, does Tomac come in here not with so much momentum compared to, you know, someone like Chase who who gets going quickly? Are we in a little trouble here? Um, could we see the points switch this weekend? Well, Unadilla has not been a great track for Tomac traditionally, and Sexton has been good. Um, what do you think, Anton? Yeah, I think now you're going to, through these next four, you're going to see both guys have pros and cons. Uh, Chase really likes Ironman, too, so he'll view that as a home race. But Bud's is always so hot, and Eli does well there. And then Paula, you know, we know Chase has done really, really well there. So I think it can go either way. Um, knowing how both guys are, too. I mean, you're, you're talking about two dudes at completely different ends of the spectrum. Chase is working really, really hard. Eli, who will even tell you, like, oh, yeah, we're not riding as much. So... I do tend to think that Chase might be better at Unadilla. Uh, it's going to be cooler this week. It's going to be dry. It doesn't seem like they've had as much rain up there lately, so it might not be the deep-rutted slot car track that we've seen so far. So, honestly, yeah, it could go either way. And the points gap is so tight right now. Yeah. Dylan coming back, um, as you and Weed were talking about that, that's really interesting, but you have to wonder what Dylan's start's going to be. Because Chase is a good starter. Dylan hasn't been the greatest, so if he's there to run interference and take two or three points away, you know, he's got to be up in front of Chase to make that happen first. Yeah, I don't see Ferrandis getting there, Anton. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I really don't know either because it can go, again, I could totally see him being in that revolving door of like AP, Ken, Anderson, just yeah. among those guys, mm-hmm. or he could be just like one tick off and then be a steady third place guy, but never really in the mix to get wins. Yeah. Or he could come in and be really antsy and fired up and ready to go. Right. Like, uh, you and- never know until you see that so, first lap on Saturday. Yep. So, so it's it's by chance because we've been seeing him go one two for a while now. But if Tomac gets like a three or four, do we attribute it as a weirdo ride, or would we attribute it to him maybe having to get back in his groove after a couple weeks off? No, I think it's just I don't think the couple weeks off affects these dudes at all. You know, they're 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 okay. grinding still. Uh so yeah, do, do you remember the year that Eli said he had arm pump at Unadilla and then we were like, well, "Why'd you have arm pump?" and he's like, "Well, I used the brake to put in to new put fence, fence posts." Yes, 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 yeah, yeah. The fence <laughs> yeah, the fence post. Yeah, who who can forget that one? Uh thanks Andrew, thanks for the call, man. Yeah, take care guys. Appreciate it. Tyler wants to talk about Deegan. Tyler, what's up, man? Hey, man, so I was listening to Weej earlier, and he was saying that Deegan's got to race the A races before he's allowed to go pro. Yeah. Uh, reading through that rule book, it states that the top five finishers from Schoolboy 2 or 250B at the Loretta Lynn's National receive their pro card license. I can't find the number on it on the rule book at the top of my head. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, I, I must not be a rule because otherwise they would turn pro, right? Why is Deegan racing these amateur races? I, I know what you're saying. I don't know the rule book in front of me, but 
you know, there, there's obviously some sort of stipulation there that because Anton, do you know? I mean, otherwise, Deegan's not yeah, racing. I mean, there, the pro amp thing is a big deal. You know, they're not just going to feed him straight up through it and make this one exception. Uh, I would, I mean, if that was the case too, there would be tons of guys racing a races right off the rip and not even worrying about that, how protective everybody is and how they know like step, 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 you got to keep going forward. I don't, I don't know, but if you could show us that part in the rule book, maybe we're not in the loop of something we don't know, but I don't think that that's the case. Maybe, maybe it's, maybe you, you can do that. If you, the 43 point rule. Because Schoolboy 2 is 12 to 17. Like, that's even such a young class yeah. anyway. It's not like it, one of the more illustrious big ones. Like, yeah, all the Chippity B kids are there, but the reason Schoolboy 2 has so much prestige around it, that's another class that they can run their good bike. They're not going to run the good bike in, like, Chippity B Limited or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Tyler. Thanks for the call, man. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks to the folks at Pro Taper. Speaking of. Uh, Rockstar Energy Husqvarna, they use Pro Taper products. Pro Taper ACF bar is out. It's the lightest one and one-eighth handlebar out on the market, 20% lighter than conventional one and one-eighths designs. It's the first carbon fiber reinforced aluminum handlebar on the market. Four bends, 140 bucks retail. More room for your controls as well. Pro Taper, ProTaper.com. Anton, this is Mookie's first national in eight years. Yeah. <laughs> How, how's this going to go? How's this going to go? <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised that this is even happening just because there's been so much back and forth within the group of what is he going to come back? Is he not, you know, when, when Malcolm first got hurt, there's like, there's no way he's coming back this summer, but it sounds like within a group, uh, we know why Dean's coming back. He wants to send it off. These are his last four rides on that factory Husky, but I'm surprised that Malcolm's coming back so quickly. You know, I don't, I don't know what there is to gain for this, but yeah. We'll see. I mean, it's like we just saying though they're getting paid and they're healthy, so we pay you to race. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that is true. <laughs> that sounds like, that sounds like true, yeah, that's true, time, but like, it doesn't happen, right? It, it doesn't happen, it, right. and it's it's Malcolm. You know, and nothing against, but like I've been in those conversations with Malcolm for so long. Um, they just hadn't put an emphasis on outdoor motocross, and the the thing wasn't there. And this year, you know, what were you going to accomplish racing for four rounds and then coming back? But I hope yeah. it goes well just so it answers a lot of problems. It's more testing time on the bike that they're going to need because mm-hmm. they all need it. You know, it, it's going to be something that they definitely need. And, you know, as much as we joke about, like, oh, man, you can't believe that Malcolm's going. If he's going to do it next year, it's better just to do it now. That way showing up at the first race next year isn't a uh, – complete oh my god i'm back at the nationals for the first time in nine years yeah it's it's uh it's we haven't seen that too much uh all right let's take another phone call here uh it is gage on four about rocks and gage you there yeah i'm here yeah uh, what, you want to talk about rocks yeah actually i've got two questions um but yeah with kenny coming back you know this week after long break you know we've seen him do good at Unadilla in the past uh, do we see you know him coming out firing after the R&R he's had over the last couple of weeks I don't think we do I was talking to somebody close to Roxon. I mentioned this earlier with Weege and he's still got some issues going on with his health that's bugging him a little bit now I the reason I reached out was because yeah two weeks off and he's done he's crushed this race right so I was thinking yeah. it was going to happen again but I, I don't I don't I'm not sure if I see that Anton uh, for Kenny yeah I mean, this is a great Kenny track, and the weather this weekend is not going to be hot, so it would be good for him. But I mean, Ken's health issues and all that are part of it. There, There is more. It seems like even with the bike, they're still searching for everything. You know, within the Honda group right now, either you love that bike or you don't, and it still seems like Kenny's in the searching part. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. else, Gage? What do else you got? Y'all, well, yeah, so do you all think, with that being said, do you think he, he does resign with Honda? I mean, is that still – Kind of the the rumor. Uh, I is, the deal's not done yet, but I can't see him going anywhere else. I really can't. Anton, do you have anything more on that? Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. As you and I've talked about, you know, in the past at the races, where's he going to go? You know, he's not going to give up a Red Bull deal that he's had forever to go somewhere else. I don't think he's not going to do his own thing. Pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and, I, but, and doing his own thing, you know, I, I heard that you and we talked about that earlier. The same guy that would have sold all of Chad's stuff through Asifin is going to be the one doing that again. And that's not a, a knock on Steve or anything at all. But, like, it's a different climate right now than it was back then. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck finding all that. No, uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, Gage, thanks for calling in. You, right. want, you want a pair of one more, okay. one more. Go ahead. Yeah, I do. I would, but all I've right. got one more question. 
All right, so Brandis coming back. Uh, do we see any kind of team orders from Bobby Reagan to Tomek, you know, get them between him and Sexton? Brandis doesn't strike me as that kind of guy, but, hey, you know, it's a, it's a championship. What do you think, Anton? I think that only applies at the last round to me. Yeah, and, and, I mean, it's all hinging on if he can get there. If he can get up to that spot where and we know the raw speed that Eli and Chase are running right now, especially at Washougal, they're gone. If they can get going and link up, they're just pulling away from him. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think at the last round you could see something, uh, Gage, but I, I don't know other than that. I'm not too sure. So uh, stay on the line. We'll get you some FMF goggles, all right? Sweet. Thanks, guys. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. 702-586-7857. We can take a – couple more phone calls. World Supercross, Anton, uh, Josh Grant. I found out that I think Josh Grant's going to be riding for MDK. Josh Hill was announced for CDR. What's the average age for World Supercross, Anton, right now? What do we have? We got Brayton. We got it's Chad. It's, dude, it's like, it's like a high school reunion, I think. I think it's fine, though. Like People on Twitter were fine. saying it. like They're not stoked. and Yeah, whatever. It still makes it interesting to me. And you still look at all those guys. It's all dudes that everybody likes it's not like a to say b-list is very hard but i mean there's the senior pga tour and people still go watch all of these icons that they've watched forever to see them and people are going to want to watch it people still watch the usfl and xfl and, and anything like if racing's on put them out there and i think it'll still be good because not only are all of those guys about the same age they're all about the same speed so you're going to see a lot of good battles everywhere yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Uh, Bogle's going to be in as well uh, on a 250, from what I hear. So, yeah, should be should be some good racing and, and, and interesting. I mean, you know, the first – Eli Tomac and Ken Roxon and Brayton are, for the first round, are, are by, by and large way better than everybody else. But, you know, yeah, other than that, it should be some great racing between everybody else. Yeah, I, I think it'll be great. And then to see just kind of how quickly – Things are shaping up. I know that to a lot of people, it doesn't seem like anything is changing or anything. This, Chris Blos is over at Bud Racing in France, so there's more you know, truth to what he's going to do. There's all kinds of little pieces moving on in the back end. Uh, and as we get closer to this, because, I mean, we are less than, I think it's 60, 70 days from the first gate drop. It's, it's got to all start coming together pretty soon and getting out there. Uh, Swap Motorized, Michael Antonovich. What do you make of the uh... – $10 million purse spread across Supercross, Motocross, and these three SMX races. We're going to the Coliseum. We're going to have some sort of playoff. What's your take on all this stuff, Anton? I think it's, it's interesting times for the sport right now. Well, hopefully they go back to publishing the purse like they did for years because since the pandemic, that's gone. And I know that the purse did change in some ways as a result of that. But uh, that was always cool when we could see exactly in Supercross what 250 and 450 paid out and i know it wasn't a lot and all that stuff but we just that's a good number to see uh i agree with you you know where has some of this money been in the past but at the same time like that's their business and if teams aren't collectively bargaining because they don't have an association in place can't really have a leg to stand on then you no, can just be I, mad about it you but, just, but i just i just sorry yeah, to interrupt I you i i just think that i wouldn't if they're getting 10 million dollars to put into the purse then that means they were getting I don't know, three to four million, let's say conservatively for their last Supercross deal. One would think, one would do the logical math and think that. That's more than I would have thought. And then that, if I'm a team owner like Mike Genova, I'm like WTF. That's all. Yeah, no, and that's, I mean, that's completely fair. And I, that's happening everywhere in racing right now. You know, I think a lot of people know I like all kinds of racing. And, I mean, we see it in the golfing and we keep making this tie to the live golf and the PGA and everything. But, you know, the flow racing, which so many people have their opinion on, flows nothing a lot of money in dirt track racing, and they're trying to have other series get bigger to kind of run and make competition with these established dirt track racing series that are in the country as well. And it's making drivers realize, like, oh, shit, that purse just went up because they got pressure. Why hasn't that purse gone up in so long? And everybody now is seeing, like, hey, we have a better understanding of how much money is really coming in and the worth of things. It's time that that all gets spread out a little bit more. Uh, it's interesting to see it all happen kind of uh, in lockstep. You know, one group finds out something, and then another group in a similar way figures out the next thing, and then these people figure out. Everybody's watching everything that everybody else is doing right now. 
Yeah, interesting times for sure. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Enjoy Unadilla this weekend. Oh, you're not in? I'm not in. Pookie and I okay. have a concert tomorrow night that we've been waiting for. So we're going. Oh, to you a, told me about that. Yeah, we're going to a concert, so I'm, I'm yeah. in. But I'll be I'll be at the last three. So we just uh, Red Bull thing tonight. Yeah. So it was funny last week. Him and Kevin on Wednesday night. Mostly Kevin was talking about like, "Yo, go to Nashville tomorrow. Go to Nashville tomorrow and watch this." So at the races at Loretta's, I'm like, well, shit, I guess I'm going to Loretta's. And then I talked to a friend, and they're like, oh, no, that's next week. So I almost made it all the, all the way out to downtown Nashville to watch Enduro Cross. That wasn't going to happen last week. <laughs> Great. That sounds, sounds about right for Kevin Kelly. Sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for the time, man. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. All right. See you guys. All right. Thank you. That's uh, Michael Antonovich, everybody. That was Jason Wygan earlier. Thank you, Plum Creek Funding, Get, Pro Taper, FMF Vision, Maxis, Fly Race and Moto 60 as well. Great job today, Tits. Yeah, thank you. Yep. Three more. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Counting them down. Sorry Very we sweet. didn't talk about Dunge. That's okay. Sorry. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you next week.